welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Remember when Jesus was on the earth and he says, when are you setting up your kingdom? When are you going to set up your kingdom? And he says, it's not for us to know right now. Well, this is the change. There's no delay. And the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So I went to the angel and said to him, give me the little book. And so I went to the angel and said, give me the book. And he said to me, take and eat it and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it and it was as sweet as honey to my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Prophecy, you must prophesy. Uh, the word prophecy means speak forth the word of God. It can also mean foretelling the future. Tell them the future. Speak forth the word. Let them know the future. Speak forth the word of God. Have you ever picked up a book and it's so good and you, you're planning on just reading like the first chapter and then you end up staying up reading the whole book. And then we use the words, don't we? I devoured it. I, I ate it up. I, I couldn't put it down. I just devoured that book. I believe it's similar to what's happening here. Not only the title deed, I believe that this little book could possibly be, again, I'm speculating, but also I believe it contains inside of it is the prophecies, the word of God, the, the coming kingdom is part of the title deed of planet Earth. It's the word of God inside of the scroll. And when we partake of the word of God, listen, as believers, we experience hopefully exactly what John experienced. It's sweet to us, isn't it? Isn't it sweet when you experience the word of God? It's like, wow, this is so good. That's how it should be. There, there should be that sweetness. Someone estimated or you know, put together a figure uh, regarding the promises of God, God's sweet promises. So uh, said that there's 8,810 promises made by God for us as believers. And if that's the case, that's one promise a day for 24 years. That's a lot of promises. But it's sweet. Our scripture reading, this is just, I mean, it's so awesome. You read the word of God and you, you partake of it. It says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Moreover, by them, excuse me, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Can we say this together, please? Sweeter than, than the honeycomb. It goes perfectly with our text. The judgments of the Lord, the, his word, they're sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. But listen, it, it even gets sweeter. Moreover, by them, your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there's what? Great reward. So we read the word and we, we partake of it and we realize the sweetness for us and how, how we're so blessed by the word of God. I'm in my devotional time. I went through the book of Proverbs and then I liked it so much I'm going through it again because I need wisdom. So here I am. But uh, here this morning, it says, my son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. And what's the effect? The sweetness of it. Can we say it together? For lengths of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. By keeping the word of God, the effect of it, it it's, gives us this, the sweetness of the word of God. And on and on and on, we can, we can you know, just realize how sweet the word of God is. When I was a young Christian, I don't know, maybe weeks or months in the Lord, 
friend of mine went to another church and they were having a youth camp and they were shorthanded and they asked if I could go and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a young Christian. I can't counsel or I can't teach anything. I'm just a, you know. They said, no, no, we just need you there to help out with the sports and stuff like that and it's just, we need help. And I said, okay, yeah. But I was so busy. By the time I got off work and drove to this place, I was there, it was, I think it was like 2.30 in the morning. So I got there at 2.30 in the morning, Nobody, everybody's sleeping and everything, so I, I went in to found where my locker was to put my stuff in this locker, and I, I did that, and on the wall, and I'll put it up here, on the wall, it was the first time I saw 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold, everything becomes new. And it was the first time, and it was just, I was standing there, probably because I didn't get much sleep or whatever it was, it was like the Lord used that verse to, to speak to me. It's like, that's what happened to you. Because I was like, everything was changing in my life. I was radically saved. I was like transformed by the spirit of God. And I'm reading this and it's like, that describes what happened to me just a while ago. And I literally am standing there looking at this verse and just tears just streaming down my eyes. I'm like, God, you're so good. I get it. I'm new. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything's becoming new, Lord. I'm standing here at a youth camp when I, I used to be partying and do all those crazy, stupid things, and now my heart's not there anymore. My heart's here with you, God. Can I tell you this? God's word to me is still sweet, sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. Don't lose that. If, if you've never had that before, pray and say, God, may your word be sweet to me. May I enjoy it. May, I, may it be, as Job said, may it be more to me than my daily bread. May I partake of it before even my meals. May it be something that, that, it, that I desire, the sweetness of God's word. God's word is sweet. However, when we devour the word, though it's sweet for us, when we digest it, when we come to the realization that those that are not in Christ are going to receive an eternal punishment, it becomes bitter to our soul. And it should. And I believe that's kind of the symbolism here is he's told to, to eat the word, eat the scroll with the word contained in it, and then but realize that it's bitter because judgment is coming to the earth and, and people that have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're going to experience eternal punishment. And it should affect us that way. Remember one of the first things that happened to me when I was partaking of the word and, and just loving it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, my brother, my dad, my friends, they need to know. They need to, they need to hear this. They, they need to hear the word of God. They, they need to understand. It, and it, there's such bitterness because realizing, wait, I could be separated from them for all eternity. If this book is true, that's what's going to happen. I'll, I'll be separated from all eternity, and, and they need to find this out. And, and we're called to, to partake of it, but then we're, to, we're called to let people know, to, to share the good news. And I want to say that to anybody that's here, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation for you. Don't wait another day. Don't wait. You see... If the word of God's not sweet to you and you're not enjoying feasting on his word, you need to change. And there is a punishment that's coming. There's a judgment that's coming. You might say, well, that's not fair. That's not, I don't believe that God, the God of love is going to judge mankind. Well, it's not what I'm saying. It's, it's what his word tells us. There is a judgment coming. And you might say, well, I don't think that's very fair. You don't think it's fair? 
God allowed his son to die a brutal death upon the cross to take your place. He, the very son of God, became a man and died a brutal death, was beaten and scourged and spat upon and and rejected for you. You don't think that's fair? I believe it's very fair. You see, the only thing that can keep us away from receiving eternal salvation through God's only son, Jesus Christ, is our sin and pride. Kind of like the, those in the wilderness when, when Moses was there and the people were getting bit by snakes. Remember that? And they were told, what were they told to do? Make a, a, a pole with a snake on it of brass, right? And if they would just look at it, they would be healed, right? And the people would look at it. People were dying from this. They were getting bit by snakes. Everybody's dying all around. So, so Moses goes to God. God says, make this brass snake. If they look at it, they'll be saved. They'll, they'll be healed. And I'm sure people back then even were like, I'm not going to look at no stupid snake. I don't believe that. Well, then they died. And that snake on the pole represents the cross, sin being judged. Brass, the medal of judgment, sin judged. And all they had to do was look upon that snake lifted up. All we have to do is look upon the very one that was lifted up for the sins of the world, Jesus Christ, who died to take away all of our sin. All we need to do is look to him, repent of our sin, give him our lives, and we will have eternal life. Guys, that's the good news of the gospel. It's sweet for us that receive it, but it's bitter for those that reject it. It's bitter for us to see what they go through. My dad kept fighting me and fighting me and fighting me for years. I would say, Dad, you need Jesus. And he would call me, you're this and you're that. I don't want anything. Your God's not my God. Get out of my house. I don't ever want to see you again. Don't you ever talk to me. Don't call me. Don't write me. Don't look at me and just get out of my life. That was my dad. But when the rubber met the road and he was told he had cancer throughout his whole entire body and that he was going to die, thank you, Lord, he woke up and prayed to receive Jesus as his Savior I didn't give him my opinions. I didn't say, well, Dad, you know, um, I've got some good philosophical things to tell you about heaven. No, I said, Dad, you're a sinner, just like me. You need a Savior. His name's Jesus. Dad, do you know that you're a sinner? And I'll never forget my dad's response. Oh, yeah. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, I know I'm a sinner. And I said, you believe that God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross? He said, yeah, I believe that. I said, are you ready to pray? and repent of your sin. And he prayed, and we cried and hugged each other. The word of God should affect us. It should be sweet to us. But we should have that bitterness inside of us, realizing there's people dying all around us. We need to tell them. It's not how fancy you say it. It's not how eloquent you speak. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ itself that has power. Just like Paul the Apostle said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God until salvation to those who believe. It's the power of God, not us. We don't have to be like these fancy salespeople. Oh, yeah, we're going to convince you. No. Because if you are smart enough and you're clever enough and you've got good sales ability where you can manipulate them to receive Christ, guess what? Someone can come around and manipulate them not to believe Christ. Just as quick. That's not what saves them. It's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's bitter when we realize that people are dying without Christ. Amen? Amen. Paul the Apostle tells young Timothy, and I believe this is for for us today. I got this a few times, and the Lord, I wasn't even going to use this, but I believe the Lord wants us to hear this. 
Paul the Apostle told young Timothy, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Can we say this together, please? Preach the word. That's how people are saved. They hear hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convict, convince, excuse me, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. We need to get out the word of God. I don't know if you saw this. Did you guys see this? Joe Biden abandons bipartisan unity to force taxpayers to fund abortions. And not only here in America, but also in other countries. So your taxpayer money, my taxpayer money, is going to go to support abortions. When I read this stuff, I'm like, okay, Lord, how long? How long? God doesn't wink at this. God doesn't smile at this. God's like, like, oh, that's okay. They just don't understand. While millions of babies are being slaughtered in the womb, when the technology we have is very clear, that's a child. How many people, I'm just curious, saw unplanned. Do you remember when the probe went in to do the abortion and the baby started moving? Remember that? I mean, is that eye-opening or what? You know what that means? The baby's feeling the probe. Do you know what that means? That means the baby's feeling the torture that's taking place inside the womb. Yet we're going to pay for it with our taxpayer money. I've been, after service, is kind of interesting just talking to people about the new people that are coming to the church that appreciate what we do here at this church. And I was saying how, as I was thinking through this, how Satan, it says that he deceives the nations. Check this out. Please follow me with this because I, I believe this is, in some ways, very profound. Satan deceives the nations. Satan. So who better to combat Satan as he's trying to deceive nations? The believers, the church. So a strategic plan, if I'm Satan in the demonic realm, I would say keep these guys quiet. This is an executive order that has not been signed yet, but he's going to be signing it. So for any clarity you want, look it up for yourself. So Satan is deceiving people. So think of the strategic plan. Keep Christians quiet. Keep the pulpit quiet. Tell those pastors, don't say a word when it comes to these things. Don't get involved in these things. That's a very satanic strategy that's working very well in this country. Do you know that? But to me, if it's Satan that's deceiving the nations, and he's using, be it politicians, mayors, governors, presidents, Congress, Senate, and he's deceiving these people, the church better wake up. Church better wake up. Another thing I was thinking through, just nothing in my notes, it was just outside thinking. The Bible talks about that there's going to be uh, an apostate church. The apostate. Some say it's a departure, some say that it's it's an apostate. It's it's, it's the, the, the falling away. The church is falling away, right? It seems to me, because, I mean, there's great arguments on both sides. I don't even want to, I mean, I, I've listened to the best arguments on both sides. When I listen to one, I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 1,000% with this guy. And then this is great. I get it. And then, then the other person teaches, I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm 1,000% with this one. I get this one. But just what's happening right now, it seems like the apostate church is, is starting to take place. Meaning that the restraining of the, the, the church, the body of Christ, we're not engaging like we should be engaging. Many churches, we're very few, I hope you know that. 
So the apostate of the church, it says, when, so when the end times comes, it's a, there's going to be an apostate, a falling away of the church. So they're going to be falling away, and that's, that's the end time when, when, uh, when the Antichrist comes in. So we're restraining, we're taken out of the way, and, and the apostate church, I believe we're seeing the starts of that. You might say, really, do you have any facts about that? Well, unless you don't believe CBN news, but... Uh, a new Barna, Barna survey was done that says more Americans believe in Satan than they believe in God. So basically, uh, there's a new study just done um, a few months back here, and they did this study, and yeah, 51% believe in God, 56% of American adults believe in Satan, so more believe in Satan. But this is the interesting part that I, it says, listen to this, this is how confused the church is today. Of those who believe in Jesus Christ, more say that he's a sinner than not a sinner. 54% of so-called Christians say that Jesus was a sinner. 44%. When 41% says that he was sinless, which obviously he was sinless. Guys, we need to get the word of God out. Just because someone says, oh, I'm a Christian, doesn't mean they're a Christian. If they believe that Jesus Christ was a sinner, they're not a Christian. They're not a Christian. Ezekiel Two goes perfectly with this, guys. Ezekiel 2, listen to this. The Lord speaking to Ezekiel says, you shall speak, can we say that together, my word to them. Whether they hear, listen to this, or whether they refuse. That's our exhortation also. Do you know that? That's the Great Commission. We're to speak the word to them, whether they refuse it or they receive it. It's not up to us, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you. Do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat Get this again. Eat what I give you. Now when I looked, there was a hand stretched out to me, and behold, a scroll of a book was in it. And he spread it before me, and there was written on the inside and on the outside, and written on it were lamentations, mournings, and woes. It's the word of God. It'll explain that to you. So he tells him, eat the word of God. I want you to eat it. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll and go. So eat and do what? Speak to the house of Israel. And that's what we're called to do. We, we're fed the word of God and when we tell people about the word of God. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the scroll. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly. That's what we should be doing with the word of God, feeding on the word of God. And fill your mouth with this scroll that I give you. So I ate it and it was in my mouth like, can we say it? Honey, Honey is sweet. Interesting, huh? As John ate the little scroll and it was honey. Then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak with what? My words to them. Then the spirit lifted me up and I heard behind me a great thunderous voice. Interesting. Thunderous voice. Blessed is the glory. Blessed is the glory of the Lord from this place. I also heard the noise of the wings of the living creatures that touched one another. There's the cherubim. And the noise of the wheels be, besides them, and a great, can we say that together, thunderous noise. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in what? Bitterness. I went in bitterness. The word was sweet, but I went in bitterness, in the heat of the Spirit. But the hand of the Lord was what? Strong on me. Let me tell you something. When I share the gospel, the hand of the Lord is strong upon us. The eyes of the Lord go to and fro. He's looking for people that hearts are towards him. God wants us to speak out. 
God wants us to share the word. You might be here and say, well, pastor, I, I'm not that eloquent of speech. I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know the Bible that well. Guess what? You don't, know how, you don't have to know the Bible that well. All you need to really know is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of mankind. Everybody sins. We're all sinners. We need a savior. Your penalty can go upon the cross. All you need to do is repent. It's simple. It's called the gospel. It's good news. The exhortation. John was given the little book, a scroll. The word of God, I believe, is written in it. He partakes of it as we do the word. It's sweet to him, but it becomes bitter because he's going to have to tell people judgment's coming, judgment's coming, judgment's coming. I'm very blessed to see what God's doing in our midst, but our commission is to get out the word. Our commission is to tell people, allow the word of God to be sweet Make sure there's the sweetness of the word of God. When you open up the word, pray and say, God, may you nourish me. May you give me, Lord, all you have for me today, but also allow it to affect your life in such a way that you realize that people need, they need to hear the truth. And you might say again, pastor, they get mad at me. Oh, you know what? That will happen. I got mad at my sister, but look where I'm standing. What do they say? When you throw a brick into a pack of dogs, The one that yelps the loudest is the one that gets hit. I was yelping loud when the gospel hit me. I didn't want to hear it. Why? Because I got hit. I knew I was in sin. And I finally realized she was right. I was wrong. God was right. I was wrong. And here I am preaching the gospel. We all have family members, I'm sure, that do not know Jesus. We have friends that do not know Jesus. We have neighbors that do not know Jesus. Lord, help us to be bold as lions. Lord, help us to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, continue to use us. Because, and I will go back to this first because it's very powerful. And we're closing with this. Paul the Apostle said, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are, can we say it together? Without excuse. In other words, The heavens declare the glory of God. His firmament shows his handiwork. Every day they scream out. The the sunrise, there's a God. There's a God. The sunset, there's a God. There's a God. The moon, the stars, everything that is screaming out to us, the birds, the trees, the ocean, the fish, they scream out to us. There's a creator. When there's something that's creative, you have to have a creator. You have to. This is no accident. They will be without excuse. But let's do our part, amen? And let's ask the Lord, Lord, send me, use me, because guys, I can look every one of you in the eyes and say, I believe with all my heart, we do not have long. I believe Jesus Christ is coming soon for his body, for his church. The trumpet will sound. And my question to you, if the trumpet sounds right now, are you ready to go and meet him in the air? I pray so. I'm ready. And if you're here thinking, this is in your mind, how can you say that? How arrogant. You think you're just going to go to heaven? No, it's not because of what I've done. It's because of what Jesus Christ did for me at the cross. He guarantees me eternal life. It says, and you will know that you have eternal life. I know I have eternal life. Why? Because his spirit, his Holy Spirit lives in me and my spirit bears witness with his spirit. I'm a child of God. And to be absent from my body means I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord for all eternity. I know I'm going to heaven. It's not a think so. It's not a 
hope so, it's a no so. I know because Jesus Christ died in my place. He's my Lord and Savior and I'm going to heaven with him. I pray all of you here have said a prayer, you've received Christ. If not, today is the day of salvation for you. Today, don't harden your heart. Receive him today. Receive Christ today, not tomorrow. You might not have tomorrow. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.